In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Welcome back to another episode of Betches Brides. I'm your host, Fallon Carter. And today we have a very special guest. We have back with us Sean Kilby, who's the director of podcast here at Betches. Sean, how are you, darling? I'm doing well. Fallon, this is a, <laughs> a thrill, an honor, a privilege to be here with you. I don't know if you know, but um, first of all, I love you. I think you're amazing. Um, that much I hope you already know. But like the minute that I discovered that you exist was like, oh, this woman has to be the next host of Betches Brides. <laughs> So that's, that's how basically I've been orchestrating for, what is it, a year now? I've been working my way up to getting to do an episode of Betches Brides with you. This is my dream. Well, thank you so much for seeing me and hearing me and giving me such a fabulous opportunity. I am excited to play with you today because I hear you've got some, some hot opinions and hot takes on things. So this should be fun. I don't have any of the expertise (laughs) that you have and very limited experience. Here's just so you know. So I have been a day of coordinator three times oh. for people, but never really paid. Uh, and I've, hmm. I've worked with catering. I've worked, I've been a wedding DJ before. I've been a groomsman many times. So I have a lot of opinions, not okay. necessarily in the industry opinions. It's always DIY hmm. style. So last summer okay. I was like straight up. I had the walkie talkies. I was, I had the itinerary. I was doing the whole you were ready. DOC guys. So, so <laughs> in terms of knowing what works on, I mean, that's really where your expertise comes in is you only really learn from the mistakes and what didn't work that on part. the day. What, what idea the bride had that she said, Oh, Fallon, I want to do this. And you said, I don't think that's going to work. And then you tried it and it didn't work. Those are the things we need to learn. Yes. <laughs> Agreed. So we have a lot of email and today we're doing things a little differently because nobody, nobody cares about my life experience, but hopefully they have want to hear my opinions. So we're doing a mailbag. I love it. I'm excited. This is fun. Lots of emails and we love getting your emails, guys. So please continue to send them. We love hearing about your interesting questions, but also your interesting issues that you're facing with families, friends. It's, it's getting kind of deep. So we want to offer as much help as we can, um, but we also kind of want to hear it because it's very entertaining. <laughs> so, Sean, should we jump right in and answer some of these emails in front of us? I love it. Let's do it. Let's go to the first email. All right. So this one says, hi, I need wedding advice. I have no kids at my wedding except the 11 kids in my bridal party. Okay. So, okay. Anyway. (laughs) First of all, right off the bat, (laughs) Hmm. that's a lot of kids. So do you have no kids kids or do you have, (laughs) exactly. And where do these 11 kids go after the ceremony? But anywho, I don't have any kids at my wedding except the 11 kids in my bridal party that are the immediate kids of our siblings. I want to have them all leave after dinner, but parents to stay behind and party. I'm trying to find a nice way to say this without being harsh. I love the kids, but don't want them taking up the room on the dance floor. My wedding is on 122823 in the Highlands, North Carolina, Old Edwards Inn. I'm from Miami and my fiance and I are Cuban. Please help. I love the podcast and have been listening since I got engaged almost two years ago. Chelsea, we love you too. And I hope that you have a kids free dance floor. 
Sean, what are your takes on this? Well, first of all, I already Googled the old Edwards Inn in North Carolina. It looks amazing. It Love. looks refined. It looks like a perfect <laughs> place for kids to not be. Uh, well, okay, so it seems like her question is, how does she signal this to the family? Because she clearly is already not allowed any of her invitees to bring their kids if they're not immediately mm-hmm. family. So that part's already out. So now she's saying she wants to know how to convey to her family that she doesn't want the kids to be at the reception without being too harsh. I'm surprised she's letting them get to dinner. Like, why not after, usually after cocktail hour, we have a babysitter that's staged and ready to accept the children with open arms, macaroni and cheese and games. Like, get into it. I don't understand why that's, She's even going. Oh, she wants them all to leave after dinner. I think you might have already solved this. So, so this is a common problem, right? As a wedding planner, where people (laughs) say that there there have to be kids there because family obligations. Honestly, I personally, I think maybe you disagree with me on this. I don't really mind kids being at weddings. I think it's okay. (laughs) What? What? What's the problem with children? There's probably practical reasons. What's the reason that children are difficult to have at the reception? Because they do take up the dance floor and they start doing their little running around. Sometimes they'll knock things over. Um, They also take the attention away when their parents are trying to eat, but the kids need help eating. So it's like, it just, it just, the flow is not great when people are having to mind children because they can't mind themselves. So they get in the way, they're running around. I'm over here trying to have a conversation or be at the bar. And this is little five-year-olds running around. I'm like, yo, can someone get a corral for these little humans? So I think they're just best suited for get a babysitter. And that's an easy way to just say, hey, all the kids have to go to this room. We, ha- we set up so much game. Like they don't even want to be with the adults. They fall asleep. Yeah. They're laying down on the floor. They're just, no kids, bro. <laughs> well, I think that's fair. That's also, that's I think I you're, you're the bride. Or you're the groom and you prefer not to have the children at the reception. I think there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's normal. I think it's perfectly reasonable. And I think any reasonable person would accept that. Like 14 and above, maybe they can come because they're kind of like real people at that point. That's your niece, your nephew. I would think you've already solved a problem she didn't know she was creating, which is don't even get to dinner. That's really smart. That's a good point. So if if you're already going to be paying for a babysitter, which it sounds like you're already going to set aside a space. I can, I've already picked one out on the website for the, uh, for the venue. It, <laughs> it's really, it's a nice, huge venue. Then don't even get to dinner. Why don't you just start yeah. there? Hey, everyone, don't say, can we please say, Hey everyone, here's the plan. Adults only reception period. Once we're done with the ceremony and the flower <laughs> girls get to be flower girls, the flower boys get to be flower boys. Then here, here are the names and phone numbers of the babysitters who are coming. They're going to watch them. They're going to take them off. Here's the menu. The kids are going to have cheese pizza and macaroni and cheese and whatever. I, I don't see why you think you need to ask. That, and I think that's the thing. If you have a sister-in-law who's, or a brother who's touchy about these things, you could text them individually. But I, don't, I just don't even – she's saying how do I convey this to them without coming off harshly? I can't think of a way. The fact that you're allowing them till dinner, I. <laughs> I just, but isn't even, like isn't even They know, no other, no other kids are coming to the wedding outside of the family, so it's already clear that this is a no kids wedding. So just make it clear. Send an email. Does anyone check emails anymore? I don't really check my personal email, so that wouldn't be good. Text me. Just text them. They're family. On the wedding, on the wedding website, you can make it really clear. 
This is adults only wedding and reception. Period. That's it. If you want to give them special information, you can say for the 11 that are in our wedding party, here are the details for the babysitter. Feel free to call, arrange, a chat, a meet. But what we usually do is we turn at after the wedding, after the wedding ceremony, there's no need to even use the bridal suite anymore unless you're doing an outfit change. So mm. if you're not doing an outfit change, we usually turn the bridal suite into baby zone, kid central. We flip that same room that you just used, add the yep. games, move some of the chairs and tables away, turn that room in there so the parents know exactly how to get to that room because they're in the wedding party. They were probably in there. They know their kids are there. They're literally down the hall. You'll be fine. They'll survive. And if you have any nursing mothers, consider adding another room specifically just for those that are nursing. Genius. This is good advice. I also think, I mean, nobody really wants their kids to be at the dinner anyway. That's another good point. The whole idea is that for the brothers and sisters and in-laws and whoever, this is an opportunity to actually enjoy themselves and have a party and whatever. That while part. we're having while we're being served ratatouille at the table, our kids will be watching rat tatouille. <laughs> In the bridal in the room. What, what yeah. you, in the room. In the room. The kids don't yeah. want to be there either. They, Come on. They don't because they're going to be – I've seen kids at weddings on their iPads. I was like, they should be elsewhere with other people that do things like them, like yeah. other children. But I agree. 12 and under, let's put them in a room. Anyone like over 12 that is entertained by all the things going on and isn't a runner <laughs> and doesn't take up too much space – Lock and load, but also consider having kids at your wedding. Sometimes their meal price is just as expensive as a regular plate. So that is something to consider because they don't even eat food. So you so, would s presumably save money by mm, paying an, even an extra babysitter if there's 11 kids than to pay for 11 hundred for the children. Because like, you can order some pizza. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd say it's time. It's 2023. Let's normalize letting kids go have their own reception. Also, just send yeah. the text like you send to your side of the family. You're going to go, hey, guys, here's the plan for the kids after the wedding. No one's going to question it if they're normal. And your your fiance, he can send it to his side of the family. Hey, guys, here's yeah. what we're doing. Their kids are going to go. There's the activities. We're going to have games. We're going to have whatever for them. Don't worry about them. I think it's a no brainer. I just don't even know why. Yeah. If this, here's what I do love about this. If this is the biggest problem that you've got planning for your wedding. Honey, you are smooth sailing. <laughs> and I and don't worry about being harsh. F word it so that you're being helpful to them. So frame it so that you're like, we want to give you guys a parents' night out. We have arranged this. So put it in the tone of you are helping them, mm. kind of deal. And come on, you're from Miami. Your fiance is from Cuba. Like they want to drink and they want they're gonna dance. They want to <laughs> dance, and they don't want anybody tripping them up. <laughs> All right, should we do another email? Yeah, let's do it. All right, here we go. I'm going to read this one. Hey, Betch's Bride's team. That includes me, I guess. And Fallon. That's you. All right, here we go. I am approaching five months sober after coming to the realization that alcohol just isn't it for me. After being good for you. Good for, you know what? First of all, good for you. <laughs> so she continues. After being diagnosed with psoriasis a year ago, I decided I needed a turn in my diet to cope with the various symptoms. Alcohol was the first to go because it made me feel horrible. I'm not talking your run-of-the-mill, almost 30 hangovers, <laughs> anxiety, inflamed psoriasis, gut issues, and lingering hangover symptoms for nearly five days. Okay. First of all, not only good for you, I, I'm glad that you're actually taking proactive steps. You're planning a wedding. It's stressful. 
cutting alcohol out of your life might be really valuable for a lot of people. I no judgment whatsoever right there. All right. She continues. My wedding date is set for May 18th of 2024. And while we've decided to offer an open bar for our guests, love that. I'm leaning towards skipping the alcohol and going for a mocktail. People close to me have questioned this decision because they feel I should quote unquote fully Mm. celebrate my wedding day. But the question is, why do I need alcohol to celebrate? I feel my best without it. And I want to be fully present on this monumental day. Any thoughts on this topic? Sincerely, Mm. a sober bride. Fallon, what do you think? Don't let anyone else tell you how you should be able to fully celebrate ever, period. And there are some amazing non-alcoholic wines and sparkling wines that taste just like the real thing that are spectacular. So you can have the real fun knowing that your gut and your whole body is healthy and you'll probably live a lot longer than your friends. But anyway, other than that... (laughs) I love this 100%. And I think you should lean into it. I think your mocktail bar should be killer. And you should, because sometimes mocktails are just as refreshing and delicious as an alcohol beverage, but you'll actually be able to be a lot more present. I've had brides at weddings who are sloshed by the time we even get to ceremony. So they've probably forgotten the whole entire event. Mm -hmm. This way you're actually present. You'll remember everything and you'll feel amazing in the morning. I think this is good advice just for life in general. I think a lot of Period. people face this where there's there's peer pressure, even if it's not explicitly stated, that you need to be drinking to be joining. If you're not joining, you're killing everybody's time. Uh, good mm. time. I don't really think that's true in practice. I don't really think anybody else cares usually what you're doing, if you have a cocktail <laughs> on your hand or not. I do believe that some people have told her this. And mm. maybe they are well-intentioned, but I'm not here for, the, for that. I don't really yeah. – I don't like it. Um, I have people in my life who often will say, okay, I'll just have one drink. And I'm like, you're literally allergic to alcohol. I know you can't do this, <laughs> but the pressure continues Why? to push on you. And yeah. so I do think the people who are saying this to you are clearly wrong, wrong headed about it. Also, they must not have spent time around sober people. I think it's rude just to question anybody's motivation for sobriety in general. Agree. Um, her motivation is purely for her physical health. And that's wonderful. Also, there's one sentence that really jumped out to me, which is, but the question, oh, it just says, but the question is, why do I need alcohol to celebrate? Mm. I think that's really interesting. I think that's true. I, for the, uh, okay, okay. The pandemic came along and I discovered the joy of tequila. I'll be honest with you. But before that, <laughs> I do, you know, I do have friends in my life. We all have friends who, you know, everybody has a good time differently. And I do have friends who always, always, always be like, we got to get a bottle of wine. We got to get a six pack. Mm-hmm. And if we're going to be hanging out. And I always thought that was a little odd that you have to default to having that, to have a good time. Cause I know these people can have fun without alcohol, Yeah, but she's already come to peace with that. So I don't know why people would put pressure on her to feel like she needs to be drinking to have a good time at her wedding. I just don't think it's I true. Know. I have a similar, I had a similar situation. Um, I had, gut issues. I had terrible health. And the first thing I let go was meat, dairy, alcohol. So those are all a lot of first things. And (laughs) I remember going to wineries with my friends and kind of taking my own fruits, taking my own, I took kombucha with me. And my friends were always like, one, some were amazed at the dedication to be at a winery and still be able to enjoy myself. And others kind of were like, why are you doing this? Like, this is a terrible idea. But it all comes down to 
what are you, what I, how I feel now about alcohol? Cause now I, I, I drink a glass of wine every now and then when you drink, what are you trying to escape from? I find that sobriety allows me to actually be more present and to remember and to recall. And I find being under the influence, it's like, what are you running from? So in this case, I'm like, run into this ability to be there, to be all in it and to have such an amazing discipline to not have the social pressure of like, I must get obliterated on my wedding day because that's considered celebrating culturally, right? So I, sober bride, Live long and prosper, my friend. Live I love you. I love you. I, well, also, I, I love two other things that, that she said. Number one, they're still going to do an open bar. So the thing I would question is when the bride says, I've decided to become sober and therefore we're not going to, we're going to have a dry wedding. I mean, you could throw whatever kind of wedding you want. I think it mm-hmm. is courteous to have an open bar. I'm glad she didn't say we're going to have a cash bar. I've always said, you know, yeah. if you're, if you're going to spend yeah. tens of thousands of dollars to throw an amazing party. Give them free booze, baby. I mean, it'd be right. What if you imagine if you sat down at, at your table settings and they were like, this is, we're going to pass around a basket just to pay for the centerpieces. It'd be bizarre. <laughs> why, why you should have eloped. Not, yeah. So, so good on her for that. Another, I have a real suggestion for you. So I have a friend who decided to cut alcohol out of his life, but he did have these situations where he said we actually were talking about this recently because we we're at a music festival and they were serving liquid death. And I said, Liquid Death, that's, oh, what's a, like, interesting, because Liquid Death, have you heard of this? It's like a water company. They're tall cans. Oh, it is. They look, they look like a, like a tall Budweiser, you know, but, but it's a water, water, (laughs) their iced teas are actually delicious, so I just tried this. So they're really good. They have have seltzer water, whatever. And he said, what would be odd is you would go and be in social situations and then you'd feel left out because you have like a bottle of water Mm -hmm. in your hand or you have no, nothing that you're sipping on. And there just is kind of like a communal thing there. So he learned that if he just had a liquid death in his hand, he felt more at ease. He felt like he belonged more in those drinking situations. So she said mocktails. Maybe you actually just buy a couple cases of these uh, liquid deaths to serve. Liquid deaths. Mm -hmm. Do do it and you actually might be like, you're going to look like you're having a party in the pictures, even though you're so. Honey. Yep. The A friend of mine is pregnant right now and she loves wine and it was the bloom Bloom wine. I got her two bottles of that. I, someone sent me the wine. They never sent a, a note with it. So I want to thank whoever sent it to me. But the wine tasted so delicious. I, I actually had to look at it. I was like, are you sure it's 0%? <laughs> It, I'm telling there's right, so right. many, there's well, so many alternatives to really make your mocktail situation like enhanced. You don't have to suffer. <laughs> yeah. People love Heineken zero zero. We've had those in the office. Like those are oh. excellent. You can have the, that non-alcoholic because there's a whole new world of non-alcoholic uh, yeah. quote unquote alcoholic beverages sure. that, that are growing and the science behind it apparently is expanded. I even, I have another friend who I went and visited in Georgia and he's sober now, but he was sipping on whiskey. And I was like, well, you, that's weird. How are you having like a whiskey soda? <laughs> And it turns out they even make 0% whiskey now. Isn't ah. that crazy? So like, you can get mocktails that have no alcohol in them, mm-hmm. but simulate the flavor. And I've also always noticed there's kind of like a psychosomatic thing with this, where like just the taste of a little bit of alcohol gives you that lack, the, the inhibition fades, you know? <laughs> so, so I do think, yeah, that's a good idea. Maybe like have one great mocktail on the menu. I good. think. One? For you, no. Though. Mm. no, 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 Have no. Have a I whole mean, other bar. 
I would have a whole other bar. I'm saying if, if you're doing one of those where you have the list of your signature cocktails, just make your signature uh-huh. mocktail. Do it. True. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to have a whole bunch if I'm going. But also at the same time, I want to say, don't be so rigid with yourself also because people are going to be hawking you and watching you. And, and, and it's like, if you decide to have a glass of champagne on your wedding day, don't feel, don't beat yourself up. Don't be down on yourself. And if people said, I thought you said you didn't drink, just be open-minded to doing whatever feels good to you in that moment. And it sounds like you're pretty, pretty strong on the fact that you're not going to drink just based on the issues it causes you. But at the same time, I'm not really supposed to eat gluten. And sometimes I just want a piece of pie. So I'm just saying this to say, let yourself be free. What do you do when that happens? Do you have like a solution I have to have a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, it's like, I just have a little bit, but it's like, Uh, I I don't want to sacrifice missing out on life, especially when I'm traveling. Mm -hmm. And like, I went to Italy a few months ago and I didn't have any wine and any pasta. And part of me is now like, man, that, that kind of sucked. Like I should have just had one little taste or one little bit. Yes. I felt great, but one little bit wouldn't have hurt. So now I'm learning to be a little bit less rigid with myself and giving myself a little bit more permission to just be in whatever I feel like being in that moment. And if that to you means fully celebrating sober, then so be it. If it means having a glass, do that too. Whatever you feel, do that. Yeah. I mean, almost always this day is for you. So the advice is do whatever the hell that you want. Part. It sounds like she's resolved <laughs> to not drink at the wedding. And at people all. Are telling you you're going to regret it. I mean, I just don't think they're giving you good advice. There's some people need to learn to bite their tongue. You that know? part. That's that part. true. Like no one mostly, asked you. Most, probably your mother-in-law, you know, needs to bite her tongue. There's a lot of people. Who need to bite their tongue yeah. around your wedding. <laughs> All right, should we or do another your friend email? who wants you to be as oh. drunk as you, like they, your yeah, friend exactly. wants you to be. Yeah, really, that's what it is. Whoever them. told you yeah. this probably knows how <laughs> obliterated they're going to be. Yeah, they're like, we want you to come down with us. like, And you're like, I'm okay. <laughs> Found, we got another email. You want to read it? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Hello. So I super love the podcast, Fallon. I think you've done a lot of amazing, unique things with the podcast and bringing a lot more diversity and thoughts and creative minds to the mix, which helps everybody. I love it. I love you too. Okay. So my dilemma, one of my good friends started dating a guy about eight months ago. Hmm, Okay. When we started planning our wedding. Okay. She started dating a guy about eight months ago when they started planning the wedding. Copy. I've talked to her about the planning process and she knows that it is a very small under 35 guest wedding overseas and only a few family members are invited. I told her recently that we are unable to give her a plus one for her boyfriend that she, okay, I'm adding this line that she just met. But anyway, back to the email, who we know, but not very well. And she freaked out at the phrase plus one, as well as not having him invited, despite previously saying that she understood it's a small wedding. The difference now is they're living together and she feels that we are not valuing or validating their relationship by not inviting them. We don't have space to invite him and we never accounted for inviting him because we are only inviting people we are very close to and 
didn't know they would be serious. She said she won't come without her boyfriend, even though they were planning to make a vacation out of it, but no hard feelings. I said I would let her know if we get any no RSVPs and can accommodate him, but now I'm feeling coerced into inviting him if we end up having space. It just feels awkward and I don't know what to do, especially if we end up having space. Any thoughts? We are doing a destination wedding in Scotland and your podcast has been super helpful for pulling together the details. I think this is Allie. Thank you, Allie. We love you. I have a whole, whole. Well, I want to know what you first think line. first. What do you <laughs> no think? No ring, no bring. No ring, no bring. You are not married to this man. You do not get a plus one for boyfriends or girlfriends. Period. Interesting. I <laughs> could not feel for more passionately uh, in the other direction. I think you're wrong. What? I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong. And here's why. Okay, first of all, they live together now. This is a serious relationship. Now. <laughs> now, but, but now, I mean, now when, when you're going to the, I understand why, when you invited her, it was, presu- you would assume she would have no plus one. And, the, uh, and, you know, I'm sure that your other best friend who's married, he, 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 she gets to bring her husband. I assume there's at least one person who's bringing their spouse that you don't actually know that well on this guest list. So then things change. Well, things change. And I personally have a rule that, um, at least a life rule, Fallon. I've said it on this podcast before. Do not get offended when you don't get invited to a wedding. It's just the the, the guest list is <laughs> difficult. It's small. Just set that rule for yourself in life and you won't be as offended because you have to understand even if somebody is close to you, they had to make some cuts. And you can you can continue to yeah. be best, best friends with somebody if they didn't invite you to the wedding. However, yeah, I can totally see myself being offended on behalf of my significant other. And that's what's happening here. She decided to draw a line in the sand and say, you aren't validating my relationship by not letting me bring him. We live together. Therefore, if he doesn't come, I'm not going to come. I I think, honestly, I think this guest is in the right. I think she's correct to stay home. I think I, she And has, I would love for her to stay home because it's my wedding. I have less fine. than 35 guests and you want me to invite this guy that I've never known. And they're probably going to be broken up literally in three months. So at the end they of moved it, in together. if she wants, so either, no, they moved <laughs> okay. in. So one of two things, one of two things is true. Either, either they're really, really serious. And she's telling you they're really, really serious. Or they just happen to live in New York where the rent is too high. So that's the other reason. That part. It probably could be the second thing. But no, I could see myself being offended about this. Where if I'd been with somebody for like a year and we moved in together and you're like, oh, you can't bring that person. You're basically telling them your relationship isn't as valid as ours. That's what the the guest feels. It isn't. She, it isn't though. You We're getting married. You aren't. It's not as but valid. No. Do, do you not think so? The person emailing in is currently engaged. And if she got invited to something and her fiance didn't get a plus one, she would probably be offended by that. Yes. Well, it's rare that a married couple doesn't get invited. No, but they're not married as yet. A I'm couple. saying they were if they because they're not getting married till next year. If they get invited to something this year, you think she's showing but up like without I her said, fiance? No, no ring, no bring. Allie has a ring. She's engaged. Engaged so, well, couples right. get invited. She's got a ring. She she would be. She has the right to be upset because she is due to be married to the person. So if her fiance mm-hmm. gets invited to a wedding without her. For, that is grounds for being upset. But old girl who's got a boyfriend that she just met after I've started planning my wedding, and you want me now to bring your together. you want me just under met. thirty-five guests. You're acting like I have. If well, it was a wedding of five hundred people, sure, okay, throw him. In. It's under thirty-five people. What if I have no idea who this human is? It is a 
very selected list. Mm-hmm. Allie, you have no right. You have no no need to invite your friend now who's upset with you because she should be on your side. She should be the one saying, you know what? You're right. I just met him. But I will bring him to Scotland. He can stay in the hotel. Maybe mm-hmm. he can even come for dancing. But the okay. cost of dinner, the cost of the chairs, the cost of the linens, sometimes it's, what, $1,000 a guest? And you want me to drop $1,000 on this brand new boyfriend of yours? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> well, I thought the, the, the limit was like literally like the venue won't let them go over 35, which that's where I like, I get it. Logistically, you literally can't fit another person in there. It's vibe. That- it's vibe. Like a 35 list has to be curated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like having a great playlist and then you drop like a random song on it. Like, no, you're going to mess up the whole playlist, bro. Well, Not also, it. Hey, well, I have another question for you, though. <laughs> when she started saying we have this destination wedding, we only have 35 people on the guest list. I assumed it was some tiny island with the smallest resort on the planet. This is Scotland is a big ass country. You, well, can you, fit. Don't, you don't know where it, we don't know where it is, though. We still don't know. Well, we I know. do think I'm going to bring it back to I'm going to bring it back to do, if the question is, does my friend who who is going to pay money to come to my destination wedding, does my friend mm-hmm. have a right to feel offended that her partner isn't invited? No. My no. answer is yes. Your answer is no. Clearly, it's uh, it's Allie's position that the answer is no. I would be personally very offended by that because it, it is like saying what, what it says to the person, your friend, because your friend, you value this relationship. Clearly it's like a close friend because she made this tiny guest list. So if you value <laughs> that relationship long-term, if you think that that is an important part of your life, you do have to acknowledge that to her mind, it is valid to feel like you are saying her relationship isn't valid, that it isn't as valuable isn't. as other. <laughs> well, I know that's what Fallon thinks, but that's they, not they, what this girl thinks. Just, exactly. And that's that's the other thing is this girl is thinking of herself. She's not thinking about Allie who's put together this wedding to curate 35 guests. I think she's thinking of her boyfriend. Guests. I think she's thinking of her boyfriend. That, that, I think she's offended exactly. about her boyfriend. She's not thinking, she's not thinking about the bride. Is that what she's do? not thinking about the host of the event. No. I love that I we mean, disagree on this because it's not like she's asking you to I wear an Allie, ugly dress. You, if it's an ugly dress, you put on the dress and you power through because you're thinking thing. of the bride. If you are saying this is a close friend of mine, it's really expensive, but I'm going to fly to Scotland because it's my friend. I'm putting the bride first. If it's this, that, and the other thing, you put the bride first. But I don't think you need to put a bride in front of your relationship. And so it, the bride, and I know the bride is not literally asking her to do this. I so. think you should always put your friends in front of this relationship. That friend will be there crying, like being there. That I don't agree Allie with what will you're be saying there. at all. I, I oh, think I Allie, oh, Allie, oh, this is good. Allie will probably be there longer than this boyfriend will. I don't see it. It doesn't sound like it because it. it sounds like this friend's not going to hang out with Allie. After Allie that. I, this might be a falling I like, out. And I think Allie, I think Allie might be better off if this if Allie's friend cannot see how such of an inconvenience this is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just because I understand what planning a wedding is and having to keep that list so tight, and also at the front of it, she says, "I told her we don't know him that well." And we won't be able to accommodate him. It's yeah. not like she's stringing them along thinking like, we're going to try and make it work. We're gonna, like she's told them from jump, we can't make this happen. And she's like, it's 35 people. She's been really clear. And Allie is saying, I'm feeling coerced into inviting him if we end up having space. That feeling is valid. You are being coerced and you're being manipulated by your friend to bring her little boyfriend 
who probably won't last, but I'm just putting that out there. Like, Allie. But you oh, can say that about get- every person getting married. Like, j- just because somebody is engaged doesn't mean they're married yet. Like, I, I do think it is dangerous in friendships oh. to question the validity of other people's relationships. And that's what Allie's, uh, not on purpose, it's not Allie's fault, but that's what it's her friend thinks she's doing. I do think it was generous of oh. Allie to say, and she seems like she's being um, diplomatic by saying, if we get in the RSVP nose and we can accommodate him, then we will try. I think that's a very reasonable thing to do. So if her friend hears that, her friend yeah. would be like, oh, thank you. But she feels like she's being coerced into it. I'll tell you right now, if a friend of mine was getting married and they were like, can you go? And I go, well, I got to bring the person that I live with. And they said, no, you can't. Then, and I said, I won't come if I can't. That doesn't okay. just feel like coercion to me. That just feels like stating that your- is, That is. It's like uh, you're being a two-year-old. Well, I'm not going to come unless my boyfriend can come with me. That you just met and that you just moved in. You're acting but like you, he's oh, been with you for ages. Fallon, like you and Allie- new. You and, <laughs> I feel like Because Allie's planning a in. wedding. <laughs> eight Maybe months. I'm, I'm like, too what? generous to her friend. <laughs> but I feel like eight months and living together is not just met. That's what it feels like to me, you know, in her heart and her feelings. I I think Allie doesn't like this guy because she says we hardly know him. In eight months, if she hardly knows the guy and she doesn't like him that enough. I know, I know, I know. That means she doesn't want him at the wedding. I have a feeling this is like her childhood best friend (laughs) who she doesn't live near anymore, but it's still she considers a close, close, close person, which I I love the idea. This is a whole other thing, but I love the idea of inviting people that used to be your very closest friends, but you've just fallen out of touch with. That happens in life. I love the idea of those people coming to your wedding because over the course of your life, you know, you're going to invite the coworker who you're not going to even know and remember their name in five years, but you're not going to invite your childhood best friend. That's <laughs> probably who this person is. And I think for the benefit of your relationship with this friend, you should maybe consider that she considers this guy to be yeah. her forever. More of a friend um, than you. Fallon, we need to disagree more often because th- I enjoyed this email. That was fun. <laughs> That was fun. I would love to know what people think. We got to post this on 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 brides, yeah, on the Instagram account and see what people think. Because I think people will be very split over the plus one for the guy she's been dating for eight months. And if they get married, Allie, I can uh, I can attest or I can assure you right now, you're not getting you're not invited to that wedding, to wedding. <laughs> at all. Nope. <laughs> We got another one. Sean, give right, it go. Let's do another email. By the way, we read all your emails. So send them in, bridesatbetches.com. We read all the good ones on the air, but we need more. More. These are all really good submissions. So I'm going to read the next one. Hi, Fallon. I have loved listening to your pod while planning my June 2024 wedding. I was going to see if you could give me any insight into a question I, that's been weighing on my mind. Hopefully, you haven't already touched on this already. What's your stance on inviting your boss to your wedding? I have a decent relationship with my boss and he has done a lot for me. Uh, She says, I am a physician's assistant and he offered me a job right after graduation and fully trained and mentored me. So this is a mentor. However, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure I'll be able to fully let loose and enjoy myself knowing my boss is at my wedding. I also feel that if I invite him to the wedding, it opens the door to feeling guilty about not inviting other coworkers. Side note, his wife also works at our office. And let's just say I'm not her biggest fan. 
Any opinions would help. Thanks again for all you do. I love hearing all your tips. Found, what do you think about inviting your boss and or coworkers to a wedding? Well, I think the line that stands out the most is saying, I'm not sure I'll be able to fully let loose and enjoy myself knowing my boss is at my wedding. That right there lets me know that you shouldn't invite them. Unless. Right, right. It's like it's almost like them seeing your like your close friends Instagram stories where you're yeah. out partying. You don't want them to know what you're really doing. Yeah, exactly. So if you're not going to be able to truly be yourself and authentic at your wedding, 100% don't invite them. However, I can see lots of times there are weddings that have, a, of course, your political list of invitees. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so identify if the mission of this wedding or the intention and purpose is for you to in- really enjoy yourself or is it to foster better relationships. Um, if it's the latter, then invite all your coworkers and your, your bosses and your mentors and everyone. And maybe you're not going to let loose at this wedding. Maybe you'll let loose on your honeymoon. Um, but identify what your intention is with this wedding. If your intention is to have a good time and to be your wildest best self, then have the people in the room that will allow you to do that. Yeah. I mean, obviously the best advice is always just do whatever's going to make for the best experience for you. If that means not inviting your friends plus one to Scotland, apparently we got to, but, but no, I mean, but however, 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 I have a question for you from your experience because you've done so many weddings is because let me put this in perspective. When if I'm throwing a birthday party for myself, if Fallon's throwing a birthday party for herself, one of the things that actually gives you anxiety at your party is when you cross streams of different friend groups. Have you ever noticed this? Like I've had, you have, I throw a picnic in the park for my birthday and I invite my work friends who I love and my, you know, college friends who I love, it does put pressure on you as the host to try and like be the glue for everyone. And I think that can actually take mm-hmm. away from an experience and say a birthday party, for example. However, in your experience, does is the same true at a wedding? Because I assume, mm-hmm. oh, you think it is. See, I was going to say, I assume that once you're in that dress, once you are truly the center of attention, you could just not care about what each invitee is doing. That's why you put them at the table with the singles. That's why you put, you know, put them your, at the one in the back, you, <laughs> one in the back. Or that's why you put your boss with these people that you know they're going to vibe with because it becomes their job to have a good time without putting it on you. Nobody really should expect the bride or groom's time throughout the wedding. Therefore, I don't think it should, in practice, give you the stress you think it will. But did you think it does? Do you think actually people still feel that pressure? I think yes, just because sometimes it's also lots of, even though you're bringing like your coworkers or friends, sometimes they Mm -hmm. haven't met like your family. So I have like family from the deep, deep South. So I'm like, if I brought all of my people together, I'd be like, um, okay, so disclaimer, like they, uh, like you want to, you're trying to still give a some people know you as one face and then other people know you as a different face. So if you're just like, they're going to call me a different name. That's not my name, but that's the name that they call me. Cool. We're okay. So, you know, it's, it's, that's what welcome parties are for. That's what rehearsal dinners are for. It's usually kind of a time to like blend the humans together in a way of like, all right, let's feel it. Let's see how this goes. But at the same time, I, I encourage you to think, do you think your boss could actually let loose too? Because I've seen some weddings where we thought some people were going to probably leave early or, oh, they're probably not going to drink that much. And they were the first people on the dance yeah. floor and uh-huh. like had their tie wrapped around their like they were they they were looking for a party, too. So 
I, I encourage you to also consider, but, but I guess one thing is your, what you're saying here is also, you don't like the wife. And if you invite yeah. your boss, you would have to invite your boss's wife. And if you don't like someone that that's, that's a bigger, that's a bigger thing to, to navigate than people looking on you in a, in an interesting manner. But at the same time, Sean, I hear what you're saying, but I think even though they might be in the back not paying you any mind, she's still going to be thinking mm, yeah. about people judging her for her performance at her wedding. So that's going to keep her in a in a box, if you will. So that's why I'm like, don't even invite anyone that's going to keep you mentally tied to your work self. Yeah. That's an interesting point because, for example, some people at weddings do things, uh, you know, they, they slink off and they do things that are, I don't know, less than legal, for example. Maybe they do those things and <laughs> you don't want your boss there. I can't, like, that might be what she's really that saying. That part, it, yeah. You know, or or whatever. Uh. I don't know. It also could be your, your, you really don't like, but you know what? You know what else is interesting? There is a whole thing where you could see this as an opportunity. Because sometimes you go and you have these bonding experiences. You go, you dance with your boss's wife. And all of a sudden, all that weird, cold iciness between you just fades away. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it could be an opportunity. The uh, She asked a second question is, and it's, this could go for it. Forget about the boss. This could go for a, any, any situation of a group of friends, uh, a group of people you work with. If I invite one person from the office, do I have to invite I'm sure that is a really common thing because you might have your work bestie, but nobody else knows that that's your one tight relationship. This is common at Betches. At Betches HQ, we got 50, 60 people working here now. And maybe I'm naive, but I think I'm friends with all of them. And there are times <laughs> where, you know, the wedding photos get posted to Instagram and up oh, there's our other coworkers that are, are there hmm. and I'm not. And I'm hmm. like, wait a minute. Why didn't I get a plus one? No. Uh, and... <laughs> I, and honestly, just to like give you a little bit of peace of mind, I realize it's fine. Like I'm still friends with you. We can still hang out at work. You don't have to, you don't have to invite every person you work with to your wedding. And you can also just invite your boss if you feel, because if he's a mentor to you, it sounds like, it sounds like this person is an important mentor to you. I mean, you might be glad that you invited him. It might be nice. They might give you a nice hefty check mm -hmm. as a gift you know it might be really worth it so again always do what you want to do but i i think again in practice once you're there you're drinking you're dancing you're not gonna fucking care that his wife is there and you're all. gonna be worried about yourself i don't think you really will i don't think it's like the birthday where you have to entertain everybody and make sure that they've met and you have to make sure that everybody is eating i've gotten enough to drink whatever you're not doing that because it's a wedding it's somebody else's job that day. So I, I whatever you decide, I think it's going to work out. And if you think your boss is going to be offended, well, maybe you got to invite him. That's the other thing. It's like, does it really, it, it, don't ruin your career over two seats at the wedding. Agreed. Okay. Sean, you want to take on the next email? Ah, would love to. Okay, and this one's really interesting. <laughs> this one's different. I have not heard this question before. Hi, Fallon and Betch's Brides. I'm a bridesmaid in a friend's wedding uh, that's happening in spring 2024, and I just got a text from the bride in our bridesmaids group chat. I would love your thoughts on this. Here's the message she sent. Okay, I'm reading a, a screenshot of the text. What does everyone think of joining Jack and I on the honeymoon in April? I'm looking into hmm. accommodations for Tahiti 
and the group rate is amazing. Would you be interested in turning this into a friend moon with the entire wedding party plus some of our close friends? She goes on to explain the responses from the rest of the group chat included, OMG, that's so sweet. This is a great idea and can't wait. It sounds like this thing is going to happen. So there's probably no turning back now. After some Googling, it turns out that this friend Hmm. moon thing is a whole trend that really took off way back when Jennifer Aniston and Justin Thoreau went on a friend moon with Courtney Cox, Jason Bateman, and a bunch of other celebrities and their partners. So what do you think? Is this a sweet idea? Do you think the bride is making a mistake? And are friend moons going to replace honeymoons altogether? Thanks over the moon, Betch. Fallon, what's your gut reaction to friend moons? (laughs) Uh, no, <laughs> I'm also an introvert. So I'm like, absolutely oh, right. well, not. But you have your cl- your close, you have, do you have, you have close, close friends that you would go on a group vacation with? Maybe? I do. But if I was going on my honeymoon, they wouldn't see me for at least a year. <laughs> like, absolutely I, not. I agree with absolutely you. Do you, not. Think this, do you think this is sweet? Cause I actually, this makes me worried. This is a huge worry. It's like, you guys have spent so much time planning the wedding this is a time for you not only to, the, what's the proper word, consummate your marriage, but this is yeah. this is supposed to be a time to really connect and um, see each other totally. and to, yeah. in that part. Yeah. Wow. You're going to bring some people? <laughs> like, whoa. Yeah. Well, I uh, never wh- thought we, of this. I, I actually think my, my takeaway from this is legitimately, it gives me pause about the relationship. What I, I would actually mm. go so far as to say that this is sort of, it doesn't seem sweet to me. This seems like, uh, now, now again, if you guys want to mm. plan a group trip for everybody after the honeymoon, I think that's obviously perfectly fine. But the idea that you're going to get married and you're skipping a honeymoon or even just delaying your honeymoon to go on a group trip sounds to me like you don't like to be like alone each other. with your partner. Yeah. Like get out of it. Like that's the sort of thing where I'd be like, are you sure you want to go through this with this wedding? If you can't even go on a vacation with them the day after the wedding, that's wild. To that me. part. Friend moons also, it's just, it's called vacation. Friend moons are. I was like, exist. it's a group trip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you think of showing up to say, say it's a destination wedding, showing up early to that country or wherever doing activities with your groomsmen and your bridesmaids and your family and your friends and then having the wedding and going on your honeymoon that seems like a more reasonable thing yeah. to do and most of our couples that are doing destination do that they'll show up sometimes a week early just so they can also have some time to themselves and then they'll ask their friends to come in maybe two or three days later after they get there just so they feel like they're the first ones to kind of like plant the flag if you will and i think that's a that works a lot better just to acclimate yourself, get your time zones all organized, hang all the things in your room. And then by the time your friends get there, you guys are in a much better like headspace. You guys celebrate for a few days and then the rest of the guests come. I think that's a beautiful way to do it. And and I mean, the friend moon thing could work if you're doing a really great destination wedding, say in Scotland, maybe. And you could take a few days afterwards, maybe just because I've done a wedding in Peru where the couple... Everyone flew in and after Peru, all the guests went to Machu Picchu and they did some sites, but then the couple extended their trip on further for their proper honeymoon. So it's like, I could see where the friend moon kind of closes the kind of the wedding weekend, if you will, like the cool people stay on a little bit later, 
But I don't mm-hmm. think a honeymoon is... And Tahiti is an amazing destination. I wouldn't want to share that with my friends. I would definitely want to make that truly my spouse and I are experiencing this. I honestly would find it weird if I was invited on this. If somebody was like, do you guys... Just imagine this. I would. Hey, do you yeah. guys want to come with me on my honeymoon? That, that, right? When you put it that way, that's bizarre. It doesn't even compute for me. I, probably some people listening right now, I've been planning one of these. And <laughs> I just want you to take a step back and ask yourself why. Because, why? you know, I, I think, you know, it's a really common thing. This is, you see it on TV sitcoms and stuff, whatever. I know my sister has this from her honeymoon is their honeymoon friends. People will get to the honeymoon and they'll make friends with somebody. Mm-hmm. And and maybe that doesn't say anything about your relationship. It could be perfectly normal. It's so it's fun to make new friends. That's probably a, a good sign in your relationship that you can bond with other couples while you're at the resort or whatever. But it also makes me think that some of the time it's because you can't stand to be alone with each other. And part of what the honeymoon is for is to get you comfortable with being dressed with this person. So when somebody says, oh, I'm going to bring all my friends on our honeymoon, <laughs> that hmm. makes me feel like you aren't comfortable with the silence of your relationship Mm -hmm. because sometimes you're going to run out of things to say, even on your honeymoon, you should be filling that with other things Mm -hmm. like, you know, you know, Mm -hmm. swimming or Mm -hmm. sex or whatever. But, Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, but I, I mean, I do think that, that they are, this person might also be thinking, okay, like my sister literally goes once a year with her husband and their kids and visits their honeymoon friends that they made. And all their kids Aww. are friends now. And I think that's wonderful. So why don't you just make that your friend moon? Go get to the all-inclusive resort and meet people there. And that's totally normal. Bringing your friends on a friend moon is a huge red flag. It's not as cute yeah. as it sounds. And it doesn't say a lot of good things about your relationship. It's a little I, I could be yeah. wrong. We could be wrong. I mean, she, this emailer knows her friends better than we do, so... I love going on, on trips with my friends. Like it's great to go with eight people to some great place. Like, you know, it can accentuate the fun when you have a good dynamic. I just, honey, I would have, I would have immediately called her and I would have been like, wait, what? Tahiti on your honeymoon. You want us to come with you. (laughs) You would call. That's what a real friend would would do. I literally would have seen that in the group and I would be like, girl, what? <laughs> yeah. And what do you want? First of all, Justin Throw and Jennifer Aniston lasted about two years. Just saying, didn't quite work out. That is again. Doesn't do you mean... want to follow in their footsteps? Yes. Also, oh, come on. She went. On, <laughs> she probably went on a real honeymoon with them. Also, they're so wealthy. I mean, I think of an example like I've been to Paris twice. Once with just my partner, and once with friends. And they were very different experiences. And I'm they glad are. that we went on a solo trip together. And then I'm glad that we went with other people and got to see them experience it. You know, so it is fun to go on group trips right after your wedding. Ain't the time. Not, not cute. Certainly not at cute. all. Mm-mm. All right. Over the moon, Betch. Good luck. Good luck. I hope well, you have fun in Tahiti. <laughs> on the, on go the moon. Anyway. I mean, you're not going to skip this trip. <laughs> all right, Fallon, before, before I go, I, I want to talk to you about themed weddings. This is a little topic that I want to drop today. And here's why. Um, my dream, and if anybody is oh. throwing a uh, an October wedding and wants to take me up on this and invite me to the wedding, I'll totally come. My dream is to go to a Halloween weekend wedding hmm. that is Halloween themed. 
I said, I've said this on the podcast years ago. I said, uh, I want to go to a wedding that is on Halloween where everyone dresses up in their Halloween costume. That to me sounds like an amazing wedding. Yeah. Now, nobody else at Betches HQ agrees with me. First of all, what does that sound like to you? If somebody was like, Fallon, I want to, I want to plan my dream wedding. My dream wedding is a Halloween costume party. What would oh. you say to them? What would you say to them? I have another planner friend that I think I would recommend you to call. Because <laughs> okay, that's not for so you. It's not for me. I will say this, actually. One of my first weddings, like when I was started running my business and I was kind of taking anything, I had a Star Wars-themed wedding. And after <gasps> that, I, I, I remembered. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bit extreme. I wasn't even going. That's like specific. Go ahead. After yeah. that. So I remember us going to like, um, there's a shop in New York that has like tons of costumes and stuff. Um, And we had to get props like R2-D2s and like all the lightsabers and everything for the guest. And I didn't actually work that wedding. I had my team run it. And I remember them sending me pictures and I was like, oh my God, what have I done to my career? But ultimately they had a great time. I think if you're into the theme, like by all means, and if your guests are going to be into it, then it, it fits. Like they, they ran with a star Wars crew. Like this was, mm-hmm. this was the vibe. Like she yeah. was coarse dressed like princess Leia was a thing. They had a phenomenal experience. I, I just, it's not, I mean, like it's not, it's not my vibe. It's not my aesthetic. Is there any level of theme <laughs> that you could get behind? Or you think Ele- that in elegance, romance, Ele- elegance. <laughs> <laughs> so every single one of the weddings you plan, the, the theme is uh, elegance. So that I, part. I, all right. So I asked around the, <laughs> the entire office at, the, at Betch's headquarters, got a lot of great people were not into my Halloween th- theme idea, but they do. You don't work. say. <sighs> they, were into the, they were into the idea of some themes. So here are some of the huh. best themes that they came up with. Let me know if any of these are weddings you would be willing to plan or at least attend. <laughs> One of them, and this one is for Halloween time because this episode's coming out in October. What do you think of a witchy wedding? Because witchy vibes are in these days. No. Witchy. Okay, now let me sell you on it. Let me sell you on it. First of all, I like this idea. A a, a tarot card reader, a mm. fortune teller. Mm. Why can't we have booths? I want to have booths at the wedding. Mm. I want people to be able to go over and get their tarot read mm. while they're picking up cocktails mm-hmm. number two <laughs> what do you think of a ouija board at the bar to help you decide which of the signature witchy cocktails Honey. you're going to be drinking Mm-mm. we <laughs> yes. put our hands on the ouija board together <laughs> wherever it goes that's what we're drinking uh-huh okay you don't love that one. uh how about each of the bridesmaids dresses up as a different famous witch so you got your wicked witch you got your uh, you got your Glenda the Good Witch. You got Hermione Granger. I mean, witchy huh. vibes all around. What do you think of that one? Uh, so I mean, like, no. Oh, that one I was kidding. That one would be terrible. <laughs> but I do like the idea that like you have an aesthetic like that where you really get into the theme. This is for somebody who obviously likes that sort of thing. You wouldn't be into I think, that. Like right now, I'm working on a wedding, and my inspiration is like Monet. Like okay, like pictures of like watercolor pictures, like really great texture. That's where I'm like, I could use inspiration and like flood it through, but a theme like a football team or something. I'm not even that great. Oh, at that's okay, such so. a good idea. Football team. I guarantee you there is a wedding going on this yeah. weekend in Pittsburgh that Steelers themed. There's another one. 
in Philadelphia that's Eagles themed, you're absolutely right. Those definitely happen. Winter and Wonderland themes, I guess. Winter Wonderland. I would love that around Christmas time. It doesn't have to be red and green and Santa Claus, <laughs> but if it was like a Winter Wonderland, that would be so good. Yeah. Fifty Shades of White and just all this like snow stuff. Yeah. You know that would be fun. I have two more themes that I want to throw you. These are again <laughs> okay. coming from real team members at Betches HQ. I love. The next one was Studio 54 theme. Ooh, actually, I would come to that. <laughs> so you would go to it. Okay. So, so some of the ideas we had were um, there would be maybe the DJ is on roller skates. Maybe the like we need like a little bit like definitely disco balls. The dance floor 100%. has a real hard like disco theme. We also would ask people. They don't have to. But if they want to. Wear a dress that just feels like it's seventies inspired. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe you again, send you. You gotta send him a mood board. So you send that. You gotta send him a mood board of like this is the vibe we're going for with the attire for the ladies for the guys. This is the aesthetic. Like I would actually come to that. So I would what, have you some would fun go to, with that. You would go to wedding fifty four. Would you plan yeah. a, a studio fifty four inspired aesthetic? That was you, disco. Disco has my heart. So yeah, I would. I would oh, actually probably see, plan that. So Fallon only wants to be involved <laughs> in themes that she or something. No, but I mean that is true too. And for the for the bride, I do think I think that one's pretty good because it's you could work with it. It doesn't That's need easy. to be. It doesn't need to be literally like you know the invitations say wedding fifty four on them and and whatever. That right, part. This last one. This last one's my actual favorite. This last one I actually think could really work, especially for a smaller wedding. Hmm. In Scotland? In, in Scotland, if you had 35 <laughs> people coming and like, you, but you, if you could smoke, you'd, have, you'd be able to smuggle people into this one. This one is a speakeasy wedding. So we're going for a 1920s prohibition era. We're going flapper dresses. We're doing big band sound. The, the, a lot of velvet, I assume. <laughs> Uh, a lot of like, you know, puns in the names of the cocktails because it's all bootlegged. What do you think of a prohibition era style wedding? I just, I think it's overdone in all honesty. Oh, is this this actually, this is too common. Yeah. Like the great Gatsby theme. Like once that movie hit, it was like, and then Broadway empire. Like I've been to tons of party where women are hanging from chandeliers, pouring you champagne. Like, Oh, that sounds so good. We should do that at this wedding. So you think it's just overdone. Was it ever fun? (laughs) Was it fun at any of those parties? It is. We all have enough sequence dresses, flapper style dresses to last us until, you know, climate change takes us over. So yeah, I think it, it, it did it. It did its job. Is the problem Mm -hmm. with this one is just, it's not, it's, it's It's generic. There's, it's too generic. Yeah. yeah. Do you think I mean, even the studio could 50. Do it? Yeah, it would. Uh, mm, I'd have to think about it. It's so funny I'd that going back to your it. original example <laughs> is something because because you, you also think like what speaks to each individual? What is the thing that they love? And I'm like not even a Star Wars person per se. I like Star Wars. I'm a man in the world, but uh, I do. I did go to like, they, they had, um, you know, they have like at Disney world. They have like, we went there once and, and they have the star Wars land now and they have like, they built like a cantina where you go have drinks and you're like in this star Wars world. And I will tell you, it was the most fun thing we did. Cause it's you're cool. kind of, you're transported. So I like the idea of going to a wedding where you're transported to a different thing. So you walk into this, into the reception at the wedding and it feels like you're in Studio 54. I'm sorry. I'm going. I'm going to work on Monday, and I'm telling everybody about that wedding. If I yeah. go to Winter Wonderland where it's Fifty Shades of White, I'm probably not like, mentioning. Mm, yeah. Even though that one, <laughs> I actually think would be fun too. So I don't know, 
Fallon, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to continue compiling ideas and I'm going to hit on at least one that you're going to like next time I talk to you. But I got you to move I, a little I, bit I'm on down. Studio 54. Yeah. Yeah. Just because I was like, damn, if that place, if Studio 54 was still here and having the wedding there would yeah, like, to me, it's about it. the environment. It's about the setting. It's about the right DJ. So it's like, I think when people do themes, sometimes they just don't give it their all. And that's why I'm like, if you're going to do a theme, give it everything you got, like a set oh, production, like Bring really put board. your back into it. That, okay. <laughs> Woo. All right. So yeah, mm-hmm. you're going to literally get some demons up in there. I'm, I'm like, I'm not here for that. <laughs> I was like, there might actually be spirits. Anyway, but so I'm here. I'm here to see how your list develops as time goes on. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm actually, I'm okay. Well, so I won't down themed weddings. I'll just say it depends. Yeah. I, what I, what I do think I hear from you and this, again, this comes from your experience. It's like, there are just certain things that are overdone and they're not going to land as well as you think they are. If you, if you don't do it right. I, here's what I do want to, I, I do want people to slide into the DMS brides, or go betches brides yes. or email us brides, And if you're doing a themed wedding, I mean, we want to hear about us wrong. it. Well, prove, prove me yeah. right. Prove Fallon wrong. I want to see your prove, beautiful prove themed me weddings. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was fun. Thank you for letting me join you, Fallon. This uh, great time. This is good. Keep sending in those emails, right? Yeah. I can't wait to read them. No matter whether you're witchy, speakeasy, or studio 54ing, we'd love to hear from you. <laughs> All right. That's it for this week's episode of Betches Brides. Um, if you guys want to continue along, you can follow us at Betches Brides on Instagram. You can follow me at Fallon Carter Events. Again, please send in your emails at brides at betches.com. Be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. We'll have new episodes every single Monday, so please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Until death, do us part. Betches.